man is not old and so regrets take the place of dreams. Hi and welcome to Podcast with Sheila, the podcast that inspires, educates and motivates. Today I'm talking to you about dreams and making it real. We all have dreams. Yours may be to be the best at something, at school, at work or at some other passion or to improve your financial situation, to build a new house, or some other thing that is dear to you. But I want to say that making our dreams come to pass depends mainly on us and on the people around us. Our attitudes towards the set goal makes a huge count in making our dreams come to life. No one can make our dreams possible but by ourselves. Whatever you're thinking of doing or whatever passion you have burning deep within your heart, it all boils down to how you carry that dream across, who you share the dream with. Who are you talking to about your dream? Who are you talking to about the passion? Who are you telling about that little desire that burning desire deep in your heart. Who are you sharing that deep thoughts with? We have to be very mindful and careful of the people we talk to about our dreams and our passions because we actually do not know with what ear they are listening with and with what heart they are going to accept that with. People may speak negatively about our dreams or positively about our dreams depending on how they feel. But I believe that the dreams that we have is our personal touch and our personal attachment to it that will make it possible. When we allow other people's influences to affect our dreams, they affect the progress of our dreams, except the person have a positive spirit supporting your dream. In growing up and in moving on in life, I have realized that who you share your dream with really counts if that dream will become a reality or not. I also want to say that Whatever your dream is, just start where you are. Use what you have. You may not need to have a lot to be able to start the dream. But every little effort that you put into accomplishing that dream goes a long way to making that dream potent. Never allow yourself to be limited because of other people's limitation. And never limit others because of your own limitation. I want to share this story with you. Many years back in life, I started a fashion magazine and I called it Insane Maglog. This magazine was to publish fashion and the concept was to turn our African, colorful African prints into westernized styles. If everybody will know about the history of our African prints, they are very colorful. And back in the years, our mothers used to put them in very heavy styles, which they would locally call kaba and slate or the long skirt and the top. So growing up, the young ladies would hardly go in for the African print. So I have a background in textiles. And when I came out of the university, one of my dreams was to push our local prints to the front line of trade so that everybody, including our local women and uh, our foreign women, will be able to appreciate our African prints. So the idea was to turn our African prints into westernized styles. So into dresses, into shorts, into 
interesting styles that will be appreciated by all and everyone and increase the sale of our prints. So to give our prints a new face. So I turned with the help of a fabric company in back then in Ghana, I was able to turn these prints. They gave us a bill of prints to work with and we made interesting styles out of it. The magazine was produced and came on the market. Fortunately, I was invited to come on one of the TV stations in London to talk about it. And it used to be called Ben TV then. So it was quite an impromptu invitation and I really wanted to honor this invitation. So I was looking for a plane ticket to come to London back then. That was in 2007, if I'm right. And whilst in my quest for looking for a ticket to buy, I went to an office and there was this elderly man also buying a ticket to travel. So we started talking and then he got to know that I've just come out with a fashion magazine and everything. And I spoke to him about the magazine and the only thing he could say is, oh, come and sweep the dust with us. As in a way not to encourage me at all, because that was my first publication. I was so excited about the work. I was excited about what I've been able to achieve. And suddenly somebody's speaking ill of my progress or of my effort because he tried it and it didn't work out for him. By then he had come up with a magazine and his did not work out. So quickly he had to dampen my spirit about all the efforts I've put into it. And this is where I'll say that never limit yourself because of others' limited imagination. If it didn't work out for somebody in the field where you have your dream, it doesn't mean that it's not going to work for you. And when it's not work for you, do not limit others as well because it did not work for you. Because everybody is different. Every dream is different. And the zeal with which everybody carries with their dream is different. It may not have worked for you, but... It may work for somebody else. When you get to hear about somebody's dream, I think the best you can do is to speak positively on the dream and let the dream be viable. Let the dream come alive. Let the dream be potent because you don't know who is going to benefit from that dream in going on. So I would like to say that who you share your dream with, who you share your passion with, who you share your visions with and your desires with is very necessary and it will count if your dream will become possible based on who had your dream. So we have to be very careful about that. I'll also like to share another story with you regarding who to share your dream with. I think I have said it on this platform quite a number of times that I come from a family where male, especially on my, my mother's side, so from my matrilineal side, male children are really scarce. So in three generations, we have three males. And in my generation, which is the third generation I'm speaking of now, I am the only child with a male son amongst all the children. Everyone else had had a female child. So male children are really cherished in my mother's family. And when I had my first male son, I was excited because I knew that this was great news. It's something that the family has been expecting for quite some time. And suddenly the son has been here. Then a few um, months after I got pregnant again, and it was another male son. And this was going to be history because 
in every generation in the generation where there is a male son it is just one male and not two so I saw my second pregnancy which was a male as a great thing that I looked forward to now I had gone in to register with the midwives so I had a midwife who will be attending to me and I had gone to the premises where the midwives were to go and sign me and then I saw the midwife who took care of me when I was pregnant with my first son and I thought that that's, that pregnancy went well and I had a good relationship with that midwife so when I saw her I thought it was good to share with her again that I am expecting a second one and that I wanted her to be my midwife instead of the one that has been assigned to me but listen I believe that everything that God does is the best when I was given a different midwife on my second pregnancy I should have stuck with her rather than change and allow the records to be changed for the previous midwife that attended to me in my first pregnancy to be the same one attending to me in my second pregnancy that was where the mistake came so the records were changed and um, based on my preference the first midwife who attended to me in my first pregnancy now became the same midwife to attend to me in my second pregnancy this pregnancy progressed it was a beautiful pregnancy with no complications with nothing no pain baby was healthy I was healthy and strong everything was very fine then at week 37 I received a letter from my GPs that is my general practitioners telling me to come in for a vaccination a whooping cough vaccination but in all my life and in growing up I have heard that especially in Ghana that when you're pregnant you don't take any injections and especially when it's that late in pregnancy but let me just say that whilst I was pregnant I think at the week 20 I had a dream and I saw that somebody was telling me that my baby will be killed in the hospital so pray hard that was the dream I had and at that time I remember quite well I woke up from my dream and told my husband that this is what I saw in my dream so he said no that will never happen so we prayed in a few weeks after my husband traveled with the intention of coming back in time for me to have the baby and then going forward to week 37 I get a, re- a letter from the GPs telling me to go in for a whooping cough injection which I wasn't too sure about so I spoke to my midwife because I trusted her and I knew that she would just give me the right um, advice on everything concerning the pregnancy so I spoke to her and I told her that this is what is happening. I've received a letter. I'm being asked to come in for a whooping cough injection to protect the baby because of whooping cough outbreak. And that she think is the best thing for me to do. And she said, yes. Remember, the baby I was carrying was my dream. And the person I shared the dream with, you have to be very careful of the person you share your dreams with. If that dream will become a potent dream, it depends on who you're sharing it with. So I spoke to her and she said, oh, go for the whooping cough injection. At week 37, you are still in the time limit and you'll be safe. So I went for the whooping cough injection. 
I went for this injection around 3, 3 p.m. And just as I was walking out from the GP's um, premises to the main entrance, I felt my tummy stretch. My tummy stretched in such a way that I saw that my baby was struggling. But I thought that it was prob- he was probably tired. So I went around to do a few shopping and I went back home. So tired, I just went straight to bed. I slept that day and it was as if I was not even pregnant at all. I was so gone. You know, when you're pregnant, you feel aches and pains in your bodies and all. And you know that you're carrying something. This time around in this sleep, I slept like somebody who is not pregnant at all. So as I was sleeping, I think I woke up around 12 at dawn. And I said to myself, why am I sleeping like somebody who is even not pregnant? So I stood up and I tried to move my body a bit to check if the baby is you know is alive or will kick or something because I had just had a strange feeling in my sleep and decided to wake up so I did all the movements and the baby will not kick I took cold water the baby will not move I was thinking probably he's gone to sleep so let me give it some time I gave it some time around 3 p.m still there was no move so I gave my midwife a call And I said, this is what I am experiencing. And she said, oh, Sheila, I think you'll be fine because your pregnancy has always been a good pregnancy. You know, you're carrying this child has been one of the best. So I don't think there's anything wrong with the child. The child has probably gone to sleep. So just try and do a little jump, get active around the house, eat some cereal, drink some cold milk and go have a shower. And by the time you're done with all this activity, I'm sure you should have a movement. There is nothing to worry about. But if you've not had a movement, give me a call. So I went to do everything she said. And still, I hadn't gotten a a movement. So I gave her a call. And she said, give the hospital a call and tell them about what is going on. So I gave the hospital a call. And this was in July. So I gave the hospital in July 2016. I gave the hospital a call. And at this time, it was around 6 a.m. in the morning. So the hospital said the same thing the midwife had told me. And I said, my midwife told me, I've been up since 12. My midwife had told me to do all the things you're saying I should do. And the baby's still not moving. And they said, yes, yeah, still do it. Sometimes the baby's going to a deep sleep. And maybe he's going into one of those deep sleep. And you will get a movement soon. So I did all of that, waited till about nine and gave them a call again because at this point I was beginning to get really scared and worried. So I gave them a call and insisted that I wanted to come in for a scan to be done on me. So they booked me in for an appointment at nine and I went in and a scan was done. I went in, a scan was done on a small monitor and I, the look and the expression on the face of the midwife attending to me in the scan room wasn't encouraging so I looked at her and immediately I knew there was something wrong so I asked her what's going on and she didn't say anything and she said wait I'll get a bigger monitor to see what's going on so she came in with a bigger monitor and this time around with a doctor so they did they did the scan and I cannot forget these words the doctor said I'm sorry Sheila but you've lost your child 
can you imagine how painful that will be for a woman or an expectant mother who has carried a pregnancy for 37 weeks, expecting to see the face of a male son that will be history in her family. And for some reason it didn't happen just because she shared, she shared her dream with somebody who had advised her wrongly. I would like to make emphasis at this point that whoever you share your dream with will make a difference in that dream history. If the dream is going to come alive or if the dream is going to die, it depends on whoever you will share that dream with. I have always, through this experience, I have grown to know that the best person for me to share my dream with is God. Thereafter, my husband. It is only God who will have your best interest at heart to protect everything he's put inside of you and to empower you to be able to achieve that particular dream. No one can do that for you. You cannot rely on anybody when you have a dream. Most people, because they have failed at something will make sure you do not achieve anything. Man has become so wicked that most people won't think good of you when they know that you have a dream that is going somewhere. Sharing your dream with the wrong person can either make or make you. You don't need to go through that experience to learn this lesson. Some of us had gone through it and have made our mistakes and learned this lesson out of it. This is the essence of Podcast with Shiga. To be able to share some of our experiences with you in the places where we made our mistakes so that you don't have to repeat it and go through that same circumstance. Learning from others' mistakes is always a good thing to make yours right. So, going back to my story. They had to schedule me for an induced delivery because at this time the baby was gone. They gave me some medication and told me to take seven days to get into effect. So I should go home and wait for labor to begin. I left and as I was on my way back home with my other son then, I was praying to God and saying that you God, you know what's best for me. I believe that you gave me the vision because you wanted me to pray about it. And I did pray. Maybe I didn't pray enough. Or maybe it was just a test that you allowed to come my way to strengthen me. But whatever it is, for the rest of this journey, see me through and give me the strength to be able to deliver this child and move on with my life. And that was the prayer I was praying. Just as I got to my house, did a few things. On entering my house and spending about an hour in the house, I started bleeding. Remember, the hospital had told me that it was going to take seven days for labor to begin. Just as I left the hospital, in a few hours, labor began. And I started bleeding heavily. 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 My house was flooded with blood. So I called in and the ambulance came to get me. I delivered the baby at the hospital and I came home. This is one of the most difficult experience for any woman. And it isn't something I would wish for anybody. Just as your dream is so dear to you, 
something you've had going inside of you and burning inside of you hoping to see the face of the dream at the right time hoping to see your your dream come alive see your dream potent see your dream flourish or fruitful and then suddenly someone with an evil intention comes and kills your dream this is my main message here in today's podcast whoever you share your dream with is very important don't see everybody on the face value and think they like you some people may be genuine at it others may not be be careful of who you share your dreams with because whoever you share your dream with it may either make you or break you keep away from people who try to belittle your ambitions small people always do that but the really great make you feel that you too can become great small people are not going anywhere and they don't want you to go anywhere either whoever you share your dream with is very important if you're sharing your dream with somebody who is not going anywhere obviously and definitely you should know that that person wouldn't want you to go anywhere either because he or she isn't going anywhere be careful of who you're sharing your dream with that is very important you cannot share your dream with anyone at all if you had a dream or a night vision or you have something burning in your spirit you had that dream alone it wasn't revealed to you and to another person if it was revealed to two people then it means that it was the two of you meant to carry the dream on but the dream was meant and revealed to just you that means that the dream is particularly to you and therefore guard your dream be wise seek wisdom seek knowledge be wise be careful of who you speak to about everything concerning your life there are great people out there don't get me wrong but in growing up i have gotten to know that sometimes when you are by yourself you get a lot of things done than when you are always in the midst of a lot of people it's always good to be by yourself if you want to go somewhere it's always good most of the time to be by yourself to meditate a lot to reflect on your past your past mistakes and the things you made right to help you assess yourself better and move on you can always make it you don't need wealth to be able to make it most people who make it did not start on a, with a silver spoon in their mouth or with a gold spoon in their mouth most of them started from nothing if you hear the stories of successful people they didn't have much they had very little but they still made it you don't have to see the whole staircase just to take the first step you don't have to see the whole staircase just take the first step Martin Luther said you don't have to see the whole staircase just take your first step and since you are alive and you have life in you your dream will definitely come up and come alive if you do not give up don't give up on your dreams don't give up on your hopes don't belittle yourselves don't belittle others because you may not have been able to achieve your dream but that doesn't mean that you'll never achieve it if you give up you give out but if you don't give up and you keep moving on you will definitely make it don't look at all the limitations and the hindrances that come at you they only come to toughen you they only come to make you better they only come to make sure that whatever you are fighting for is achieved 
So don't count your challenges as a curse, but see it as a blessing. I'm glad to have come your way today. And if you've been blessed by our messages, don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to share. Don't forget to like. And please remember to leave um, a response or a review for us. Leave a message for us on how we've done so far and whatever you want us to improve on. We are glad to be a blessing and an inspiration to your life. Until we meet again in a fortnight, I will say have a good week. Be blessed, stay blessed, stay positive and stay safe. I'm out. And you've been listening to Podcast with Sheila. Have a lovely week.